Mike and we are the Pink Gold Peeps, two twenty-somethings who talk all things Nintendo and video games and geekness that has to do with Nintendo. Yes, Mike, how are you? I'm very good. Uh, me and Matt just came out from uh, Belden Community Day. Uh, me, Matt, and our friend Luke went out. Three of us. We got um, when did you say? 14? 14 shiny Belden well, between I the think three. I got seven. So you got seven. You got like three or four. He got four, and I got four. So we got fifteen. Yeah, we got like fifteen all together. Fifteen shiny buildings, which is good, and some pretty solid ones too. I got one. Yeah, I got one that now as a Metagross is like thirty one hundred CP, and the other two that I were non shiny Metagross. I got one that was eighty to one hundred IVs, nice percentage wise, and it was like thirty two, or no, it was like mid range CP. But I'm like, I think that's worth powering up. That's worth sense. sacrificing all that Stardust for it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's what kind of what ended up with me. What about you, Matt? Um, well, I have a fun fact, but. I actually have a fun fact, so I guess I'll save it. Yeah, save it till um, the end of the episode. I've been good. I've been busier at work. Mm-hmm. Things have been heating up. I know that feeling. Um, but other than that, I've been playing a whole, whole bunch of games this week with friends and by myself and stuff. Cool. Which doesn't normally happen. Yeah. So, um, ironically, most of them are not Nintendo games. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first of all, Soul Calibur Six came out. Yes. Which I was only excited for because I'm obsessed with The Witcher. Yes, you it's are. The Witcher world. And Geralt is the guest character in this one. So I got it, and I've been playing a lot as Geralt. And I love it. Absolutely love it. It is looks pretty fun. Like, I'm very excited to try, like, playing it a little bit more on your on your PS4. It is. So, you know how, um, like, let me put it this way. Smash is the fighting game anybody can pick up and play. Yes. This is how you play. This is how you do any move with any character. That's it. Like, yep. that's all there is to it. And then you go to that middle tier where, like, Pokin is, like, you need a little bit of time to figure it out, but then you, you got it. Yeah, so you can figure out the basics, but you need to know what your character does right. before you can really... And then Soul Calibur is on the f- other end of the spectrum. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like... I'm afraid that, like, if I get really good at the game and nobody else, because nobody else has it, doesn't you'll, you'll get never be able game, to play with it. No game. one's going to want to play because I know how to play the game. Yeah. that That is the only problem with the two, 2D fighting games, except for that one... What's the one that we play on the Switch? Where I kept grabbing you as a zombie. Oh, man. that was Pocket Rumble. Yeah, except for but getting... that—that's made to be on the Smash side of the spectrum. Yeah, like, it's intentionally made like that. I'm just saying, generally speaking, those 2D fighter games right. are usually but, you know, on Soul the Soul Calibur, Calibur spectrum. 2D. Well, it has like the moving left and right, but it's always on a 2D plane. Yes, more or less. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen the way you can get it. Players can attack in multiple directions, but yes. But I'm saying, like, generally speaking, when you think of screen, round one fight, it's 2D. Yeah, it's. It's not like it's Pokemon like a, where it's like, oh, we're also going to have a 3D section. Exactly. It's like in the middle of like something like Street Fighter and Pokemon. Yeah. But I mean, this is a six Soul Calibur. I'm sure a lot of you probably know that already. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I played a little bit. Uh, the character creator is really funny. Um, there's a really oh cool Bowsette one that somebody made. I did see it. Oh, there's yeah. like a lot of really cool ones of like, basically any like character you can imagine probably has yeah, one right Sans out. I saw. I saw. You sent Bowsette. a bunch of them to me. Bowsette, Ronald McDonald. Um, 
lizard with some uh, some things I don't want to talk about on the podcast. Yep. Uh, Bowset. Doug Dimmodome over there, the Dimsdale Dimmodome. I didn't see that one, but I really want to. Um, Kirby. Sonic. 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 Kirby. Kirby. It's like a big, it's like a large, wide character, and they have the mouth on the chest. Oh my god. It's, uh, it's, it looks really fun. This isn't usually my wheelhouse, but I do like it. It's complicated, but it's also easier than most games to get into, because, like, I find when I play a lot of games... Mike just showed me a picture of the Dimsdale Dimmodome guy. Doug Dimmodome. Oh my god. (laughs) But a lot of, a lot of the times with these kinds of games, I have trouble, like, getting the combos and, like, being able to know, like, what I can do and what I can't do, because sometimes, I don't know what it is, but I just can't do the inputs, and I'm like, this is just stupid. Yeah. But with this game... The way the tutorial lays it out and, like, shows you and then demonstrates everything. And maybe it's because I haven't played one of these games since, like, the PlayStation 3 era. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting this game so much better than I used to get games like it. Like, I remember I played um, Ultimate... Or not Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, but um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on the PlayStation 3 with a couple of my friends. And one of my friends, he is obsessed with fighting games. And he is also really good at them. Yeah. And I would play with him all the time. I just get my butt kicked. Yeah. And now, but, like, now that I, like, know what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. Yeah, and it's fun. Hopefully you have someone who can, like, go with you toe-to-toe. Because, like, actually, the only real fighting game I have, like, like that kind of fighting game that I have experience with is actually also Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And I would play as X-23, and my oh, brother could not. Broken. she He could not beat her. But I wouldn't play as her always. I'd have other characters that I played in, like, and i put her in the back. So, it's like, he couldn't beat the first two characters mm-hmm. either. But if he beat the first two, it was like, oh, well, X-23 is here. My so, team no. was uh, Spider-Man, obviously. No, really. X-23 and uh, Morgan. Oh, nice. From... From whatever she's from. Don't make cry. I think? No, she's from something else with demons. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I went to a tournament on Saturday. There was a release tournament for Soul Calibur. I had never played Soul Calibur before, and I got destroyed. Yep. Right. Righteously destroyed. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um. But yeah. And then I've also been playing Spider-Man because the new game plus came out. Yes. Yes, it did. Ultimate difficulty. Yeah. Um. I have. I can confirm that I am so good at the game. That I haven't died once on Ultimate yet. I'm very proud of you. I'm pretty good at the game. That's good. Okay. I like Spider-Man. Uh, yes, I like you Spider-Man do. a lot. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and then Starlink. Which I'll talk... Do you want me to talk... Is that the last game so we can talk about Starlink together? Well, I didn't just get lost, but I assume we're both going to talk about both of those games. Yes. So. so, Starlink came out on Tuesday. Matt and I both downloaded it. And Matt, before we start, how much time do you think you've put into Starlink at this point? Four or five hours, probably. Okay. I'm, I'm about in the same realm. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna but start, I think we've had different experiences. We have a different experiences. I'm going to start off, if that's okay. Okay. Um, just by prefacing this. So generally speaking, I think we both feel the game is not, it's not some incredible next no. we both, major franchise. Also, a huge disclaimer is we both bought the $80 digital deluxe version. Yeah, so we both have... very important, I yeah, think. Yeah, we have all the ships, all the guns, all the... Basically, if it's not a certain store exclusive, we have it in our games. Yes. And it's like, for me... I'm enjoying the game a lot. However, I think I have to preface this with the fact I have never played a game like this before. A space exploration game. Like, I didn't play a game like No Man's Sky before. The only, like, space combat game I've ever played was the space levels in Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one, on PlayStation. Um, PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2. Yes. That's it. So, it's funny, because, like, I've told Matt, I've been playing for four or five hours, but, like, I've gone from the first planet to the second planet, and I can now leave the second planet. But that's it. I've just done so much just, like, flying around like an idiot or playing with all the ships and guns. Or, like, Which wow, is like how far can I get into the atmosphere before I cut the engine and watch Fox, like, fall to his death? Which is, like, it's good that the game is that 
I don't know if clever is the right word, but it's that open or that free yeah. for you to be able to experiment like that and just have fun like that. Like, St- Starlink is a great example of a game that you can make your own fun in. Yes, absolutely. Like, or, like, one of one of both of our favorite things is to be on the ground with your engine cut and just, like, do the floating thing yeah. and drift through the trees. Like, like, like so an, much episode fun. six of Star Wars. Yeah, like, like episode six of trees. Star Wars and Endor. But, um... I have been more going through the plot of the game okay, and trying to do... Because, like, in those kinds of games, my favorite part is the combat, like the space combat yeah. and stuff like that. And it's not it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. It's fun. But it's not revolutionary. Right. No. It, but I guess that is a great way to describe it. It's fun. It's okay. It's fine. I have a lot of problems with the controls, but mm-hmm. that's that's really probably so far my biggest problem with the game is the boosting control. Right. Like, that's Other than it, the fact right? that the game is just one giant advertisement for itself. Yes. But, Which I gotta say, like me and Matt, I think this doesn't bother us because we have the digital deluxe edition. But like, it's. I will say this: it is really fun being able to like say like, "Oh, I'm gonna switch all my items on the fly." Exactly. But like, now knowing the game, even as much as I've played. God, I would feel so upset that if I bought that physical copy. I think because like when you encounter a new kind of enemy, it it like kind of like does a little like slow motion freeze frame, and it's like this enemy is weak to this gun, this gun, and this gun. Yeah. And it's like guns that you wouldn't have if you just bought the game. Of course. So yeah. it's showing you like stuff that would be good against this enemy if you had it, but you probably don't. And then I believe the physical version, the starter pack comes with a fire gun and an ice gun, right? Yes, it comes with a fire gun and ice gun, and I think yeah, just fire and ice gun. Okay, because I've seen a bunch of, like, fire crystals and ice crystals, like, in the world. Yeah. And I think to myself, wow, this would really suck if I didn't have this stuff. But then I realized, oh, well. But there are gravity crystals. I I have found gravity crystals in space, and I'm like, that would really blow. Yeah. And it's, like, it's one of those things where, even if you're only going to pay the $60 for the non-deluxe edition... At least you just have at least one of every gun. You'll have one of every gun, and you'll have enough to play with. I mean, like, honestly, I don't know about you, but I haven't, like... I don't think I've really gotten enough time to really experiment with everything to know, like, okay, how is this fire gun different than that fire gun? Because there's a lot of fire guns. Let me say that. It's, like, four fire guns. There's three or four, yeah. There's, like, a ramming fire gun, a laser fire gun, a quick shooting fire gun, and I think there's another fire gun, Mm -hmm. but, like, there's a lot of guns. And it's, like, so, like, if the digital stuff didn't exist, like, buying the game digitally didn't exist and you had to buy it physically... All of my fears and complaints about this game would have come true. hundred percent. Like all of them, and they the like they're true unless you buy it digitally. Yeah. So my recommendation is even if you really want the toys, buy it digitally mm-hmm. on it. Like honestly, even if you really want the toys, buy it digitally because you'll just have a better experience playing the game. And if you like, if you have a child or you are someone who would really like to play with those toys, you could buy the game digitally, have all the stuff, buy the toy that you really want, and you still be saving money. Yeah. Because it's like, the Digital Deluxe Edition is $80, but it comes with everything. So it's like, $80 plus the $25 you're going to buy on your favorite ship that comes with your favorite pilot is a hundred and what, a hundred twenty, a hundred five dollars. Mm-hmm. hundred five, as opposed to, if you bought the physical edition, which is $75, plus the character that you want, you spent, you spent five dollars less, but you only have that stuff. It's, like, it's absurd. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I, you know, as much as I was like, you know, worried about this game... I will say again, like what you said, if this if this didn't have the digital version, I would be very disappointed in this mm-hmm. game. And I'm happy um, I didn't get the physical. Yeah, I told you uh, last week that my physical edition shipped, so I denied I denied delivery at the door and this returned to the sender. <laughs> and they just sent me an email yesterday. I'm getting refunded next week. 
There you go. So I am happy. Thank you, Ubisoft, for listening. <laughs> um, although, I want to say this. Further proof that the someone at Ubisoft listens. If you play the game, the, the first thing they say is that the people from the Sonic Initiative are from New Jersey. Which we are from, New Jersey. I believe we've said that several times. I think we have, yeah. Two Jersey boys. Oh, yeah. Um, but going back to the game, because like, yes. the, the biggest issue is that there are those paywalls. Um, they're not really paywalls, but there's that... Money advertisement where like yeah if you if you bought the full version it's like oh that's interesting information thank you and if you didn't buy the full version of the game you're like wow okay thanks right. advertisement and the bummer is there's that money wall but behind it there is a good game like it's a fun game yeah um i i've been going i'm probably farther in the story than you oh are. my gosh you definitely are i'm on like the second or third planet now yeah i'm on the, I, I just got to the third planet i, I i'm just hanging out on the second planet when, <laughs> when the other day when you and i were crashing ships against yeah, each other we, we were jousting we decided to try co-op and instead of like going through the narrative we just decided to mash the ships together yep we, just, <laughs> and we, were, we were making jokes like could you imagine like the natives of this planet like watching these two pilot idiots who are supposed <laughs> to be saving us ramming their multi-billion dollar ships together yeah it's like these are priceless shit and they're just <laughs> ramming them into one another <laughs> but um it's pretty incredible how seamlessly they've incorporated Star Fox into the into the campaign of the yeah he really just fits right in like and you can you can tell where there's parts where they adjusted it so he could fit in there yeah they add like an extra phrase or like in the back of a cutscene he's standing there right but like it like it works. Like yeah. if I didn't know he was added on last minute, I wouldn't tell the difference. I, I wouldn't know. No. I would just go, "That was kind of a funny way to do it." But yeah, it, you wouldn't think like you, twice. Yeah, about exactly. It. You wouldn't know any any difference. And it's it's really cool. I'm playing a Star Fox. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm doing. I'm on like the very first mission for them, and I haven't really done anything. I'm just you know like I know I'm looking for wolf. I haven't done that mission. Yet. That's it. That's all I know. I know I'm looking for wolf. Mm -hmm. But overall, I will say this: I want to give this game more time. But generally speaking, I feel like. All of its systems, you know, the the level up systems and the the you know the the like the RTS style systems with like making the the encampments on on a planet and you know how you fight the enemies and stuff like that, they're all fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of things where it's like, oh, okay, this is a good basis, and they just don't go that extra extra, extra bit, bit to make it really fun because like I. I thought the way everybody's talking about this game is those encampments and stuff would be a really big deal. But so far, it hasn't been for me. Like, I've taken two or three of them on the planets that I've been to, and I, I don't get any kind of, like, uh, you need to be here and protect it, or, like, this is... Like, I haven't gotten the strategy aspect of it yet. The big thing, from what I understand, is that once you start ranking them up and, like, mm -hmm. leveling them up, they can really help you in the game. Like, you know, the, the refineries will give you a lot of Electra, which will be really, really helpful later in the game when you need mm -hmm. just a massive amount of it. I think it's more so, like, you know, if you leave a planet for, like, you know, 10, 15 in-game hours, like, it's gonna be a mess from the Forgotten Legion. I do... But if what? you... But I'm saying, like, but if you build those things up, then oh. they'll fight off the Legion themselves. Right, right. And you can kind of, like, you know, work I, with them. I was at one once where something started attacking it, and you know those little, like, buddy drones that yes. go around it? One of them got, like, shot down and was, like, having smoke come out of it and said, like, struggle resistance. I was like, oh, no! It's okay, little buddy, I'll help you. I felt bad because I, I shot... triangle, but I meant, like, wires. I, I, I shot him, and he was like, please stop hitting me! And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't realize you weren't the enemy. <laughs> um, But I, I do have a couple issues with the game, which is for advanced play wise almost mm -hmm. the controls can be a little annoying because i like going really fast in space and shooting things yeah but the boost button and so there's 
You need... It's a dual stick flight game. Yeah. And um, you, like, move left and right and up and down with the left stick. And then you kind of, like, control your the camera and, and your you, camera. like, alter your direction with the right stick. Yeah. But then your guard button is the X button, right? Yep. And your boost button is the A button. Yes. So then the issue is you can't be changing direction and also boosting or shielding at the same time. Without doing the claw. Right, exactly. Without doing the little claw thing. And it's just, like, uncomfortable and kind of awkward. And it's just annoying because, like, I really want to do those things sometimes. And I've had a couple deaths where I'm like, if I could do this, like, the way I was trying to do it, this wouldn't have been an issue. I agree. And And it seems so simple to fix just because, Because you could add gyro, and then there wouldn't be a problem. Well, even not even gyro, just, like, left and right bumper have functions, but if you had one of them be boost and one of them be shield and have, like, your super move on the A button, that seems Mm -hmm. like it would work. I'm surprised they didn't have remapping. Like, if this was a Nintendo game, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not surprised you can't remap the controls. But for this game, I'm surprised. I'm just, I'm really excited for playing this, and I know it probably isn't a game for everybody, and I know it's not going to be like, it's not going to be in my top five games this year, probably. But I am excited that it's, overall, it's a fine game. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. And then another thing that kind of bums me out... Oh, I think I know what you're about to say. ...is the world. Oh, no, this is not what I was going to say. I have something different, then. Is that, um, like, all of the worlds are very barren. There's no, there's no civilizations, really. Yeah, although they kind there, of said that from the start. It's just an empty galaxy. Yeah, I know, but it still bums me out. Because I, I like to see, like, economies, and I like to see civilizations and on I, these and worlds. I, yeah, I, in a perfect world, I think I'd want a little bit more of that. But at least, like, in this game, unlike a No Man's Sky kind of situation, they, they kind of explain it. It's like, that's why there's outlaws everywhere. That's why the Forgotten yeah. Legion's everywhere. Because there's, there's nobody lives here, and it's just like kind of like a desolate wasteland. Right. But, I mean, like, going off of that, what you do have is pretty beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. the game looks beautiful, and the especially planets, on the Switch. Like, yeah. I'm surprised I got it running that well on the Switch. And it's like, each planet does feel like, the planets, I haven't been to every planet, you but know, I know um, they're really diverse. And, like, flying around the planets, there are, like, major landmarks where, like, you know, I don't pull up my mini-map every four seconds, but I'm on the second planet right now, and it's like, I know where the giant tree is, and I know where, like, it gets really cold, and there's, like, the giant spire thing coming out of the ground. And those are cool things, because I can, like, kind of use that, mm-hmm. like, oh, I know where I am now. You know, um... You know James Cameron's Avatar? Yes. I'm not, like, a crazy fan of the movie, Mm -hmm. but I think the world that he, like, created Mm -hmm. is awesome. And it's super cool. And, like, you kind of get that feeling of, like, that crazy, like, nature, like, wonderland through Starlink, almost. Yeah. Because there are some places where you're like, wow, this is pretty beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, like, unlike a No Man's Sky situation, there are only, what, eight planets, and Even each planet feels like it's really pretty, and like someone like went through every like square right. mile and made it and pretty. I love like little lore tidbit, like you know how you can scan like the animals and stuff. Yes, there? I love doing that and like get, like reading descriptions of like how those animals live. Yeah, like the I think it was on the first planet. Like there's a giant like elk, and the elk is the apex predator of the planet. And I'm like, right. that's so cool. Like, I found this thing that was like it looked like a combination of like a baby raptor and a horse on one of the planets. Yeah, I was like, oh, this thing is a door. No, it was an alligator and a horse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it like gave me this like description that I can't remember at all. But I remember going like, wow, that is really cute. It's like they just kind of look at you like, yeah, exactly. What, what are you like, doing? What are you doing? Or this, like, giant, like, beetle thing I saw. Yes, I know there's, those beetle There's a things. lot of really cool things. Yeah, it's like, that's the thing. I don't think this game is, is an all-star. But one thing I will say this, and you had said this too, um, if you do buy this game, I would really recommend just taking, like, half an hour to oh, go on yeah. YouTube totally or forgot. Reddit 
and just look at the guides people have because the game doesn't really have a very strong tutorial for anything. At and there's all. a lot of cool stuff in this game, but like I don't want people to miss out on it just because the game's bad at there's, challenging. But like, there was a point when I was like maybe three hours into the game already, they described to me... Mo- you can put mods on your ships and yeah. on your guns, and... Like, it gives you all that stuff, like, five minutes into the game. Like, you can do it whenever you want, but it doesn't explain it until, like, three hours into the game. Yeah, it takes its time to tell Because, like, I was, like, looking through it, like, when I was, like, ten minutes into the game, and I was like, what? And then, like, later on in the game, I was like, why didn't you tell me that before I figured it out myself? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous in that respect. And also, like, here's, like, one thing that people have always been saying. So, whenever you get, uh, I forget how much, I think it's Nova or something like that, you get... Um, you get, like, an experience point for every pilot, mm-hmm. and the pilot, I can't remember his name, but, the, the like, the YouTuber influencer pilot who, like, makes you want to punch somebody, Yep. his max level ability, all the max level abilities are global effects, so no matter which pilot you use, you get that ability. And his global ability is plus 100% experience. So, like, everyone's like, listen, when once you get enough to hit somebody's max, just go on to him, get him to his max, and then switch him off, because then everyone will have more experience points, and you can do more stuff with it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't explain experience points at all, but no. every ship and every gun and every pilot all has its own experience points. So you have yeah. to use it all to get the experience for it. And it's like if you're like me and Matt and bought the Deluxe Edition, it's good to get that 100% experience boost because you can understand, obviously, between, you know, six ships, 15 guns, nine pilots. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to switch, which I think you should, you're going to be under level near the end of the game right. if you're not, like, kind of cognizant of that. Yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should stop constantly using fox to use him yeah no i've only been using fox and yeah, just I've like only used fox. i've been trying to make the fastest ship in the galaxy and it's been fun but mm-hmm. yeah um but that, yeah the ui is not the best either no it's it's clunky but i think i put it in the same bin as like xenoblade 2 where like i feel like once i know where everything is it's not gonna be nearly as difficult i, I agree with that but of the seven or twelve hours of xenoblade that i did play at least it made like the way oh, the menus right, yeah, were yeah. laid out, it made sense. And yes. it was easy to follow. But with Starlink, there's, like, menus that could have been combined into one menu. And it's yes. like, there's just too many menus, and it doesn't make sense for them to be the way they are. I agree like, with that's that. that's the annoying part. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, Starlink is a poor UI that is difficult to get a handle on. Xenoblade is an okay UI that ha- you have a hard time to get a handle right. on. Right, but it's like, once you get an idea, once you get a grasp of it... It's like a oh whatever kind of kind of complaint, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. As soon as you know what you're doing, it doesn't. But really it is matter. daunting. It's hard. Yeah, to exactly. Figure it out. And it takes so long. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the biggest issues that I have with the game. Yeah, and I don't want people to think we don't like this game. No, like it's said, still an enjoyable it's a game. Good the game. gameplay when you're playing the game is a good time. I think it's like you know it's kind of like a traditional Ubisoft game. It's not, it's not changing the world, right. but it's it it's is. Good at what it I does. will also say it's one of those games that's a little bit harder to play handheld than it is. Like, I would much rather sit there on my couch and play the game. Because I've tried playing the game in bed, and just the way the Joy-Cons are... It's not the Joy-Cons' fault. I'm not blaming the Joy-Cons. Just, like, the way you ha- you play the game, it's a little more annoying to play with the Joy-Cons. Plus, it is a lot prettier on the television. Because I've only almost always played on, t- on handheld mode. But the first time I played in TV mode was, I think, the second night I had it. And I was, like, driving out. I tried to fly out to the sun. And I turned, it turned me around and said, you've driven too far off. Now, like, unless you drive for, like, ten minutes, like, out into the sun... <laughs> Which is kind of cool, but it turns around like the entire galaxy's in front of you. And I was like, "Wow, this game is really pretty." Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and I put it in hand. I was like, "Hmm, this is fine, just less pretty." <laughs> as I warp back home. Yeah, so I would I would recommend playing TV with a pro controller if yep. you can. Yep. But yeah, so um, Dragalia Lost. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So here's something. So last week I told everybody that I was gonna like get Dragalia Lost eventually, 
But um, one Monday, I was like, listen, I was sitting on a train. It was packed, so I couldn't sit down. And I was like, wow, I wish I had something to do right now. So I downloaded Dragalia Lost. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I probably played more hours of Dragalia Lost than I have of Starlink. Mike is straight up already farther in Dragalia Lost than I am. <laughs> it is really fun, and it's really addicting. And like I said, Gashapon-style, like, you know, victory loops is really addicting. And now I was like criticizing like oh there's all this stuff that you need to know for this mobile game and like you have to go through all of these different menus and you have five thousand different kinds of resources and mike's just eating that stuff up yeah but you know it is, it's like you had said this too and I, I had taken that to heart you get a lot of weird items that you're like i don't know what this does don't don't worry about the things yeah, you don't, you don't care have about. to worry about because like now i'm like you know okay to 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 you know for the non-inoculated cover of ears because you won't know what we're talking about but like for the first time, I tried to unbind a mana circle of somebody, like a light character. And I was like, oh, wait, I know what those items are that I need. They're like the light balls. Yeah. And it's like, you get those from the light quests and from light level, light versioned, like, you know, dungeons and stuff like that. And this is what they're used for, to unbind light characters. I just, I really like the fact that when you try to explain this game to someone, unbinding, upgrading, and enhancing are all three completely different things. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, one, unbinding is increasing potential, upgrading is making it stronger, and enhancing is changing it into a better quality thing. It's like evolving it. Yeah. The game is, it's a lot, but I think, I think if you either have friends to play this with, or you just stick to the story mode for a while until you get your bearings, you're gonna have a really but fun time. But also, like, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. when you get things you don't know what they are, don't worry about it until you come across it in a menu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because, like, my thing was, I was trying to understand everything all at once the first time I played the game, and you're, you're just gonna have a migraine if you try to do that, because yeah. there's so much stuff. All you really need to know when you play the game is it's fun to hit things with your sword. Yep. And then when you try to upgrade, you learn what they are. Just take it, like, one thing at a time. Yeah, and it's like, maybe you're like, you know, so Wormite is, like, the currency, right? It's the currency you use for, you know, up uh, for getting new items and characters and stuff like that, and you also use it for a couple other things for upgrading purposes. And... You know, if you don't know what to do, go into the... There's the endeavors, which are, like, your quests, essentially. And there's the normal list of normal endeavors. And they're just things you're supposed to unlock. And, like, look through them and be like, okay, what does the game want me to do? Oh, okay, upgrade the Halidom. Oh, I didn't know I could upgrade the Halidom. Go to the Halidom page and see how you upgrade. That's not that hard, and it gets you more... You know, you'll see when you're trying to build other things, it'll be like, oh, I need a level X Halidom. Right. And it's like, that's what this does, and it increases the number of things you can build. And it's just these little things, and you just work at it one at a time and get through it. And it's it's... It's really fun, and the um, and it looks like this is there was an event right now that's going on. Well, it won't be. I don't know if it'll still be going on by the time this episode goes up. But the Halloween event. What day is today? Today's the twenty. Oh, it'll it'll be up for like another two days. Five days. Twenty six. Saturday is the last day. And it's yeah. like a little Halloween event, and it's like really fun because it's like very easy to go on co op with people and just like mm-hmm. run the boss a bunch of times because that's what we did the other night. You, me, yeah, and we our sat friend there Luke. for like. And, an like, hour. I was like, why are we sitting here playing this mobile game Because it's <laughs> for fun. an hour? It's, it was it so was, crazy. It was crazy. But it was entertaining. Yeah, no, it's... Inter- well, I mean, my opinion is that we were playing the same 10 seconds of gameplay on a loop for an hour. Yeah. That's not crazy fun to me. But I also liked getting stuff yeah. for when I play other parts of the game. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, yes, it's a little bit grindy, but, like, I'm doing it with my friends. So it's, right. it's fun. And, like, watching us, like, I'm all like- turn into dragons and beat the crap out of this poor pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that I know that you and Luke go crazy for that kind of thing it oh. doesn't like tickle my fancy the way it does for you guys but I, I get how it would yeah and you have to understand also like Dragalia Lost is a game it's, it's like Xenoblade where like 
the combat is there, but it's not really about the combat. It's about, can you well, navigate like, menus and min-max things? I because disagree, because, like, I mean, I think those menus are a means to an end of the combat. Like, the game is about the combat. I'm just saying, like, I, okay, obviously the game's about the combat, right? But, like, the difference between winning and losing in a combat is how well you know you've, have you upgraded your strategy. characters? And it's your strat- all about the strategy. Yeah, and your strategy is all essentially in not, you know, navigating these menus, but, like, you're going to spend almost as much time, if not more time, upgrading your items, you know, upgrading your bonds, leveling right. up your characters, but filling then, up the mana circles, then almost, like, I find myself sometimes spending more time in the menu than playing the game in an entire session. Right, and then I, um, I also think, we were talking about this earlier today, it's interesting to note that just pure strength isn't the best way to go through the game. Yeah, it's not. Like, you know, making sure... the worm prints that you get, which are these, like, upgrade card things that you have. Yeah, and it's like your accessory, almost, that you can equip to a character. Yeah, and they all have different percentage buffs and debuffs for different kinds of things in the game. And it's like they give you a flat boost, but, like, sometimes, you know, like, if you're playing, like, right now the Halloween quests, you're better off equipping the the Halloween-based cards because they give you 25% resistance to being cursed, which darkness enemies all do, but all of the darkness enemies in the Halloween quests... Get, usually try to curse you. So if you have a 25% resistance to curse, you'll get cursed a lot less, and it's, you know, you can do more stuff. Now, I've I've said it before, and I, like, I still stand by it, is that this game is awesome. It's a really good game. But if they went just a little bit farther, and they made it a full game for the Switch, like, yeah, boom! It would that would have been cool. It would have been really cool. Although I will say this, the fact that everything's on touch screens is a lot easier because the menus are a lot more easy to manage and maneuver through with the touch of a, of touch of a screen right. as opposed to, like, you know, pushing through buttons and, and menus and stuff like that. Not saying, like, I wouldn't yeah, play Yeah, but it. I mean, like, you could play... The, the, the Switch has a touch screen. It does. Although I will say this, the one thing I don't like about Dragalia Lost, and this is the one issue I have with this game, is the shielding. You know how the enemies use that, like, shield and you have to hold oh, down the, the screen? To do, like, the, the combo attack that will break it. I find that a lot of times my screen has... I don't know if it's my phone or it's, like, an overall thing. Where, like, I'll press down on the screen and sometimes the character will start walking. And then they'll walk to the place. And then because my finger is still on there, they don't think... They don't think I'm trying to do the attack. They're just like, oh, you've moved to the spot. You're good. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to use the attack. Mm-hmm. And I've died a couple times because of it. And it makes oh. me very annoyed. But other than that, I really think it's a good game. I think it's worth people's time. And damn, is it addicting. Yeah. But that's kind of what I've been playing. I mean, all I really played... We played a little bit of Towerfall, which we talked about last week. A little week. bit, yeah. Towerfall is a fun game. Yeah, Get it's it. a lot of fun. And that's kind of all we've been playing. Um, so, Matt, you want to talk some uh, some indie news? Yes, let's talk some indie news. All right, first one I want to talk about is Moonlighter, which was given the um, very unclear release date of November, is actually coming out very soon. Very soon. November 2nd. Yes. Which is really cool. Um, I'm not thinking about picking it up when it comes out. But really? Not right away. It's definitely going to be on my list of games to Man, play. I thought you were just like chomping at the bit for that game. Oh, I am chomping at the bit for that game, but it's not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. I've like resigned myself to the fact that, listen, Mike, you have like three games on your shelf and like you haven't really touched Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> so like just there's no rush. You know, I have an entire, uh, entire you know, as long as it's with his life. To play more games, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna breathe and not worry about it. Okay, that's yeah. You know, I'm, 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 Switch I'm, discontinued tomorrow. Stop. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. But it, if you haven't heard about this game, take a look. It's it came out on PC already, so it's it's reviews yeah, are. Yeah, you can see it. You can check it out. It looks like a really fun game, though. Uh, Matt, you have anything else? I have nothing. Okay. Well, I have um a bit of sad news. Uh oh. We got an update blog. From Chucklefish, 
on Wargroove? The game oh, that's did. never going to come out? Is it never going to come out? Was it, it canceled? Got, no, it was canceled. No, <laughs> it got... So they basically like said, okay, here's the full scope of what we're doing with the game. They give you all the features and all the details, and it looks like it's going to be really good and really fun. Q1 2019. Okay, it's going to come out next month. I mean, not next month. Next, next quarter. In like three months. Yeah, but like... I, I said this to you last time. The closer this game gets to Fire Emblem Three Houses' release date, <laughs> the worse this game is going to do. And I feel bad because it's like right now, if it came out now, it'd be perfect. There's not... Well, honestly, 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 if I were them and I thought about it that way, I would delay the game until after Fire Emblem. I would be fine with that. But like right now, it's looking like it's going to come out like within weeks of it. And I'm like, that's not smart because... I love tactics-based games like this, but I'm not going to play back-to-back ones. Right. I can't I mean, like, do that. That's what, that's what Square Enix did with Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, cause Kingdom Hearts 3 was supposed to be out like this month or next month. Yeah. Like, I, sh- I should be playing Kingdom Hearts 3 right now! But Jeez. they decided not to because of Red Dead Redemption 2, essentially. Yeah. So they were like, why don't we just wait a couple months, and then Kingdom Hearts 3 will get its time to show. Yeah, get its extra polish, and it has its own release time. Exactly. Which, I, you know, it's just... I mean, listen, Katamari Damacy also got delayed to um december 20th and also fair <laughs> which i'm like okay that's smart that is a good it's choice like, fine. <laughs> like okay we probably shouldn't have had this game come out the same day as super smash Bros. right but yeah so it's it's cool i mean like i'm i'm i'm, I'm worried but it's cool that we have a, like a more solid date for once because it was like 2018 for the longest time so. but they i mean they talked about like all the features and stuff yeah so they gave a lot of like the information like there's gonna be like an arcade mode which is kind of like a like a classic mode in smash right. brothers no i got you so it's like you know five levels back to back with a character and it's like different per character and they have like a campaign mode which is gonna have like a bunch of levels they're gonna be they made like a bunch and i mean a bunch of pvp levels which are exclusively oh, cool. for pvp a level editor a map editor and a campaign editor so like I can, you know, if someone makes a really cool campaign, everyone can just download it that's and play it. That's awesome. And that's really exciting You to know me. what I love? What? Good level editors. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll make I'll make the story, and you can, like, edit the cutscenes, too. So, like, I can make the story of the that's prince who's going cool. to fight Matt, and the whole game is going to be us going up to fight you, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure the last level is, like, really, really, really difficult, except for one character who's, like... It's me? <laughs> it's you, just hanging out. Like, regular Matt. Not like... Not like, no, it's like... No, because, like, they'll be, like, fantasy warrior Matt, and he'll be, like, the second to last boss, and he'll be, like, impossible. So so be prepared for that download code. Yes. And then there's just, like, regular not-fantasy world Matt, who's just, like, Matt, like, right here, doing a hey podcast, guys. and he gets murdered. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it looks... The features look really cool, and I'm very excited to try this game out. It looks like it has a lot more content than they were thinking of putting in, and I respect that. I just want to play it, you know? Like, I'm, But, I mean, this is the way I look at every delay. They're just yeah, making the game better. I know. And it's like, honestly, like, right now, it wouldn't even be good for it to come out right now. Yeah, you just said you have too many games. Yeah, I have too many games to play. Um, so it'll be good, but it's a little bit of a bummer. I'll get yeah. over it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't have any indie news this week. So. Yeah, well, that's all the indie news I have. Um... And Luke just texted us and told us that he got a fifth shiny Beldum. Oh, there you go. So There's another shiny Beldum. Another shiny Beldum. All right, so here's our main news. So this is our main section. The, the main spotlight. Okay. Um, the first thing is they're making a Diablo 3 Switch. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Diablo 3 themed Switch. It looks really nice. It does, but I'm it's like... It's got, like, a skull on, like, half of the back. It's got, like, it's a got, symbol. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the got, Diablo like, symbol yeah, on the back. and then, um... The, the Switch base looks really pretty Yeah, also. it does. It, that was a full symbol on the yeah, front, right? Yeah, it's a full symbol. 
And the, the Joy-Cons are, I think they're just, like, regular gray, right? I don't remember. I don't think they have anything. Either they have something not very special, or it's, like, it's, like, either just gray, or, like, Smash but Pro it's controllers. Still, it looks so, like, simplistically nice. Yes. That it's, is, like, it's classy. It is very classy. I'm just very surprised. So, I mean, like, obviously, I think Diablo 3 will do well on the Switch. And I'm, I'm still considering picking it up. Maybe not right away, but I want to pick it up. And, um... It's just amazing to me, because I'm like, wow, this game's getting a special edition. What this really says to me is, like, wow, if Diablo 3 can get a special edition? Like, I feel like any game can get a special edition Well, I mean, now. I think it's because it's, um... It's Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. But, like... Because, and, like, also, this is a big game, you know? It is a big game, but, like, think about it now. Now my dreams of getting Sarah an Animal Crossing-themed Switch is a lot higher than it was... You know, only a few a few weeks ago. You say that, but like, come on. Do do you? No, think... I I one hundred percent one hundred percent know that there's gonna be an Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing Joy Cons, pastel like, green. Because Animal Crossing fans are a special kind of obsessed. Oh my god! You know, I'm on the Animal Crossing. Of course, I'm on the Animal Crossing Reddit. I know you're not surprised by that. <laughs> but like the amount of people who I watch are like. Well, I wanted to buy another... I mean, I wanted to buy another cartridge of the game for my second town, but I decided to just buy the Animal Crossing 2DS instead. And I, I don't mean this in a mean way at all, but Animal Crossing fans are slaves to Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, they, they just are. And they I, are. I'm an Animal Crossing fan, too. So am I. But it's like, it's like you're you're stuck. And I don't know what it is about Animal Crossing. Because it can't end. But it's just... Yeah, I you're guess stuck. so. Your, your soul is sucked in. And it's not like Stardew Valley, where if you stop, you can be like, well, like, everyone's just living in a time freeze. Like, I'll get back to them eventually. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. They live. They live and die. <laughs> they don't but, die. Yeah. Well, oh, my God. Don't. Could you imagine? No. Yo, I give Oh, this. gosh. No. <laughs> you just go by Goldie's house, and there's just trash everywhere. And you just, like, go into Goldie. Goldie, Goldie no! no! Okay, now I'm upset. Oh, but, yeah, I'm really hoping. I, actually, I, I we posted about this on the on the Twitter, where I was like, if the Diablo 3 is getting its own Switch, why can't Animal Crossing? So I'm really hoping Animal Crossing gets its own Switch. But um, it's just kind of cool, and it is exciting for the Diablo fans out there. Like, listen, if you want to play Diablo on the go, you might as well get this sexy new version. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, um, well, two quick things. First off, uh, Zombie Mario is now uh, on Mario Odyssey. Yes, it is. I saw that. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. The the amount of really awesome <laughs> screen captures of Zombie Mario, because Cappy is the axe in his head. So, like, oh. there's a picture of someone posted in the Dark Souls world where it says... I'm recreating the Smash reveal trailer, and it shows him with the axe going straight towards Luigi. <laughs> and it's like, no! But uh, it's cool to see that they're still updating the game. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is actually something about Starlink, which I had mentioned to you that's going on. Oh, um, yeah. Another reason to buy digitally as opposed to physically. The first run of physical Starlink editions for Switch that are going out, some of them are missing the game. <laughs> like, the box is the box doesn't have the Starlink game and box in it. How does that happen? I don't know. You know what I, th I think it is? The, like, influencers, people who got the game, got sent the box without the game in it because they're getting digital codes for the game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But maybe, like, they ran the machine for, like, you know, 100 boxes before they were like, oh, wait, hold on, we gotta stop this. And by the time 500 boxes came, they're like, okay, okay, stop, stop. <laughs> we put the thing in, the games in there, we're fine. But it's a, Big issue. Yeah, that's because like the issue is also like when you try to return that to like the store, the people are like, "How can we believe you?" Yeah, it's like you know, well, it's everything's like, here, it's but the issue. game's missing. It's it's really bad, but it's you know it's something just to keep your eye on. I'm sure it will be resolved over time, but I mean, I'm sure it is already resolved. Honestly. Yeah, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is uh, 
the this is just something that I had seen. It's an accessory that I hadn't heard of before. The Power A has a new Pro Controller. Have you seen this? No. It's I wanted to bring it up because so it's a fifty dollar Pro Controller. The bad thing about it is that it uses batteries. It's a wireless Pro Controller. No NFC support. No rumble. And no and no and uses regular batteries. So it's just a low cost substitute. No. Here's the thing. On the back of the controller, on the handles, like right here. So if you're holding a trick, uh, a controller, like, imagine you're holding a pro controller in your hand, your your middle fingers. There are two buttons back there, which can be mapped to any face button. So if you were to buy this, Matt, you could fix the issue you have with Starlink. Oh my God! So you can hit the back and be like, okay, the L middle finger button all the way in the back oh, is. I'm looking at pictures. Yes, Matt's looking at pictures right now. So you can hit that and say, okay, that is going to be A. So whenever oh, I hit that, that it so will hit the cool. A button, and when I hit this one on the right, that will be the shield button. And it's just because Nintendo is such, you know, there's such a pain about, you know, making sure they get all these, you know, button mappings the way they want it. To have a controller like this on the market is kind of cool. That is real. I, like, I wonder how mapping it works. If there's I mean? a button in the middle on the back, and if you hit that, it starts blinking on the front, and then you press the button you want, and then you it blinks oh, faster, so and you cool. touch on the back. Nintendo Life did a video on YouTube, which is I just was like scanning, scanning through videos on, at work the other day, just trying to like find something to listen to, and this came up. And for fifty dollars, it's really not that bad. If you have re- you know rechargeable batteries, this is a pretty cool thing. That could like even for Smash, that could be really cool. Yeah, I I I already have three Pro controllers, mm-hmm. so I'm never gonna buy this for myself. But this is something I could easily see, like oh, you know what, someone asked for a gift. You know, what do you want for you know your birthday or something like that? I'd be like. This would be something I'd consider. I'm looking at the designs also. Yeah, the designs They're are really pretty. pretty. There's like a black one with a red back and a white one with a red back and a red, you know, a red D-pad, like a shining red yep. D-pad. There's a Mario one with like a black silhouette of Mario in red. There's a Zelda there's a one. Zelda, there's a, yeah, it's got Link on it. There's a Target exclusive which has 8-bit Mario on the front. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And, and yeah, on the right it has the piranha plant. Oh, uh, these are really cute. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering picking one of these up not anytime soon, but it might be something I'm like, you know... I think I'm gonna pick this up because it's uh, like, like maybe I, maybe I'd get this because I have one and then I'm also getting the Smash one when Smash comes out. Yeah, it's just it, it's so funny to me because like I have three Pro controllers, but I have no game. Well, like outside of uh, Mario Kart, I have no game that plays four people that supports four Pro <laughs> controllers because like Mario Party doesn't. Mario Party right. only uses Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. But this is something I consider because if there's like a game that I really only want to play in docked mode, like even like Starlink, I'd consider buying this. Well, I mean like. I didn't know about this, but, like, if I, like, saw this the next time I was in Target, I'd be pretty tempted. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, if we do pick it up, we'll let you guys know. We'll do a quick review. Yeah. But, um, something cool to keep your eye out on. It was just, you know, it's such a cool accessory that I wanted to bring it up to, you know, the crowd. Yeah, that is really neat. So, something something cool to consider. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and this is, I mean, we kind of touched base on this a little bit, uh, Pokemon Go? Do you want to do this? You want to talk about Pokemon Go? Well, uh, Pokemon Go, first of all, got that CP rework. Yes. Um, so, there's, like, the way the the power of the Pokemon works, um, or, like, who's the best, if you want to look at it like that, is more or less still the same. Rayquaza's a little bit better than he was before. Yeah. <laughs> and he was already really good. Uh, Mewtwo's a little bit better. Blissey's a little worse. Um, Slacking is a little worse, but he's still the best CP-wise. <laughs> he's not, like, don't, I'm not saying use him, because he's not really that great, but... He's the best CP. His CP he's, got this, he's still got the biggest CP in the game. But um, Sinnoh is finally out. Sort of. Yeah, I was about to say, kind of. So, 
Uh, when Gen 2 came out, they released all of Gen 2, except for the quote-unquote special Pokemon, like, um... Unknown, Smeargle. Unknown, Smeargle, and, um, um, and, um, Santa Claus. Oh, Delibird. Delibird. Um, and I pr- think every other Pokemon in the Gen was just released in, in a dump, and, um, then Delibird was released that December, mm-hmm. or that, like, Christmas, obviously. Yeah. As you can imagine. Or maybe it was the one after that. I think it was the Christmas after. Still, it was re- but released anyway, during yeah. a Christmas time. Unknowns were released during special events. Uh, yeah, unknowns are... They're ultra rare. Actually, I think they were out when the game came out. But they're so absurdly rare. No one found one for months. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, But, um... And stuff like that. And then, when... In between Gens 2 and 3, it was probably one of the worst dips in activity that Pokemon Go saw. Yeah. So when Gen 3 was coming out... That Niantic was like, why don't we release it in waves? So when we get that spike of people interested in the game again, because they want to catch the new Pokemon, they'll be interested, and they'll be interested again, and they'll be interested again. Because yeah, it's a marketing tactic. In, in waves, yeah, exactly. People want to pick up the game again more often. So they're doing that again, and the first wave was dumped for Gen 4, yep. which is the starters, Bidoof, Cricketot, uh, Shinx, and Starly. And, and Carnivine Baneary. and Baneary. Carnivine, and there's one other Chat-tot. regional exclusive. Which one? Chatot. Chatot, the, the bird that's... Yeah, the, the note bird. The butler in one of the mystery dungeons. It is the bird that had the funny attack that you could record its attack sound, and depending on how loud you were, was the damage output, which is no longer the case. It used <laughs> to be a cool little thing you could do. I love cricket. I love the, the design of yeah. that Pokemon. Big, big issue here. Um, as you all know that... Uh, Carnivine is one of my personal favorite Pokemon. Mm-hmm. He is a regional exclusive to the southeast area of the United States. Maybe one day, maybe one day, I'll just go onto our Twitter and change our profile picture. Nope. To a picture of Victini. Nope. And see how long it takes you to notice. Oh, I'll notice. <laughs> but yeah, no, Carnivine is uh, a regional exclusive, which makes me a little sad. But we'll we'll have to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been catching a lot of Pokemon in Pokemon Go. I have... Well, of course you have. Yeah, I have a Staraptor, I have an Infernape, and then I have a a Grodel, and a lot of Piplup candies with no good Piplup. All right, listen, Mr. New York City. Listen, I also have two Lopinies and a Cricketot. I I mean, a Cricketoon. I have a Cricketoon. I'm I'm ready for, um, what what does Bidoof evolve into? The Barrel. I'm ready for a barrel, but I don't have an 80 to 100 Bidoof yet. Ah. So that's why we passed a Bidoof raid earlier today, and we were like, Bidoof raid. But then in the back of my mind, I was also like, I'm assured to get a good one. Yeah, well, what it is, Matt really wants Shinx, and Shinx is really rare. Love Shinx! But it's coming up in level 1 raids, and Matt was like, oh, this is a Shinx raid, we're doing this. And, like, we were waiting on doing a Mewtwo raid, like, half an hour later, and I was like... Listen, I have ten Mewtwo's. I'd rather get the Shinx than the Mewtwo. <laughs> and then it showed up and it was a Bidoof and me and Luke were laughing. Hey, uh, that reminds me though. Um, today's the 21st when we're recording. Tomorrow, a new Legendary comes out, right? Uh, yeah. Or I, at least Mewtwo goes away Mewtwo today. goes away. Uh, no, t- Tuesday he goes away. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. So the 23rd. Well, still, so we should, soon we should be getting an announcement for uh, the next Yeah, Legendary. the next Pokemon. So that's really cool. But so just a little quick Pokemon Go news. Now we're going to jump to Pokemon Let's Go news. For disappointing news. Well, actually, no. First, we're going to start with something kind of cool. There's a bunch of new accessories on Amazon right now, and one of them is a hands-free, like a like a, a, Pokeball, a Pokemon Go Pokeball Plus wire-free charger. 
So it's like oh. a little, it's like a little statue. You just stick the thing in, and it's like it charges your Pokeball. That's cute, and it looks really cool. And I think for especially for our Pokemon Go players, that's something really, that really is cool. Really good for Pokemon Go players. How much is it? Uh, I didn't check off. I think it's twenty, twenty-five. Mm. It's like a wireless charger. Right. So that's cool. It's something cute and something cool, and I wanted to bring it up because I also brought up the Power A Pro controller today. Right. Uh, so that's something cool. But yeah, so let's talk about this. So this is something that I think has gotten a lot of people torn. I don't, know, I don't know how to say this. So what Matt had said when he said disappointing Pokemon Let's Go news is the news about the elite trainers in Pokemon Let's Go. So the idea behind this is in the game, there are 151 trainers who have specialized in training a specific type of Pokemon. So there's a Charizard guy. There's a Metapod guy. There's a Mewtwo guy, which I don't really understand. There's a Zapdos guy. <laughs> Wait a there's minute. a Dragonair guy. There's a Machop guy. There's one guy for each one. Every Pokemon. And it, what it looks like is that these mo these Pokemon will sometimes have special moves, which are probably moves they don't usually learn. Like they showed, I think, Lapras using Solar Beam, which I don't think Lapras learns. And sometimes it'll be, you know, they'll ask for a specific requirement of being shown a specific Pokemon to go against them, which makes sense because, like, I mean, come on. If I'm fighting the Machop guy and I pull out a Mewtwo, like... No, it, it has to be a Machop versus Machop. Yeah. I, it, did they say specifically it has to be the x -Pose They didn't Pokemon say it, but every gameplay video they, they showed, showed is... I'm assuming that's what And, like, if you be. want that title, it would make sense. You had to use that Pokemon. Yeah, so that once you beat, like Matt said, once you beat them, you do get a title. So when I beat the Charizard, I will be the Charizard Master. And you can, like, switch your title. Which, if that's it, I mean, that sounds really cool, right? Because then it's, like, a way to, like, you know, when I'm fighting against you, it's, like, you know, instead of just, like, you know, trainer Mike wants to battle, it'd be, like, oh, elite Magikarp trainer Mike wants to battle. Like, that'd be fun. I as, mean, like, a, as a whatever, simple thing. Whatever, really. Yeah, it's something else to do, and it's, like, okay, that's fine. Oh, also, no items. They said no items. You can't, you can't use items in the battle. Uh... It's 1v1 battles, and it gives you these titles, which is cute. I think what most people are concerned about, and this is what you're very concerned about, too, is the fact that if... if The question is, is this the entire post-game of Pokemon Let's so, Go? So, if it is, and I'm... I wouldn't be surprised if it is at this I wouldn't point. be surprised like, either. I'm really... Because we're less than a month away from the game. We're, like, three weeks away from the game now. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah a, little, we a little bit more than three weeks away from the game. And we haven't heard any other kind of news for any other new content in this game. Yeah. So this is really looking like that's it. There's no new areas. There's no new mega evolutions. This is it. Yeah. When it comes to when it comes to things to sell people on the game, the fact that we've waited this long is surprising. I'm not saying it means that there's nothing because, like, think about it. You know, even even as recently as Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, they didn't show us. They didn't show us any of the areas where you could catch Ultra Beasts. They didn't show us no, any of the new Pokemon. No, but we knew they were gonna be there. Well, we didn't know anything about new Pokemon. We didn't know Zero Aura. We didn't know Naganadal. We didn't know the two other Ultra Beasts. I think we knew about Naganadal. I don't think we knew about Zero Aura. No. No, were... and we definitely knew about Stekataka and the Clown one. Oh, we did know about those we two, but we didn't know two. about Zero Aura or Naganadal. Because I remember when they someone did a data dump oh, a few that's days right. before it you're came right, out, and right. you and I were like, oh, look at this new Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, a poison legendary Pokemon. Right. Ah! I mean, you know, that would be cool if, I mean, I don't really expect it anymore, honestly, but if those new Mega Pokemon are part of the game and it was just like a surprise. I'd be very surprised. That seems like I, a yeah, great selling point. Yeah, that's something that you should advertise. Yeah. I mean, anything that you do with Gen 1 is something you should advertise. Yeah. You know? I could see them doing those, like, something else, like, like a, an extra quiet post-game content style thing that, like, they don't think is good enough to be, like, advertising to people, 
But, like, I mean, because think, like, every game has post-game content. But, like, when they were were advertising Gen 4, they didn't talk about that island at the end of the game that was, like, you know, where you caught Heatran and where it was all these post-game trainers and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they just rolled something out, even just, like, hey, you can battle trainers again and power up stuff. But, uh, really, I think, like, this, this feature is fine. I think we're all, like, on its own, this feature's fine, whatever. But if this is absolutely it for post game, I think we'll all be a little disappointed. So there was a um, there was an interview with Masuda? Masuda from Eurogamer. Yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read off of uh, Eurogamer's interview right now. Sure. And so he had met um, Masuda in um, answering a question had mentioned that you know people who've been around for 20 years playing Pokemon should be really interested in those 151 master trainers because that's really gonna challenge you. And so the interviewer, who I don't know the name of, I'm sorry, I can't credit, um, said, does that cover all of the post-game content, or is there more? Is there any story-based content after the main quest line? And Masuda responded with, so you know this is obviously based on the yellow version, so in addition to the Master Trainers in the post-game, there's always the challenge of completing the Pokedex, and not just the in-game contents, but we'd like players to also challenge themselves with meeting up with friends and trading Pokemon from both versions to complete the Pokedex. So basically what he's saying is, no. no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I can't say I'm surprised. Like, are you? No, I mean, no, I'm just disappointed. I guess. Because it's like, this game is, this game only exists to be like, A, hey, check this baby Pokemon game out. And B, here's a Pokemon game on the Switch. Shut up, we're making another one. Yeah. But they also want, I heard a lot of people saying that they're like, they want this to be like a starter game. For, like, people who right. are getting and into Pokemon for the first time. And it's going to work like that. But also, I feel like you would want... If you could put more content in there, and they could put more content in there. They could. Game, they should have. Yeah. I think... I honestly think they probably could have put in more. But if they put in more, it would have come out later. And they'd right. rather just say, like, it's just, listen, let's get this game out. People will enjoy it. It won't be the... You know, it won't be the Kingdom Come greatest new Pokemon game ever. But it will be an awesome Pokemon game. People will like right. it. And we can then get this, like, wipe our hands of this and start working on Pokemon right, 19. Now, my, my issue with this is that I've been trying to avoid this argument for a long time. And I don't I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I probably have now that I think about it. But So a lot of our friends, when it comes to Switch games, are like, but is that really worth $60 or something like that? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to this game, I, I almost agree with that. Because they are releasing Pokemon Yellow again with updated graphics for $60. Yeah. You don't see a problem with that. No, I... Here, okay. First off, it's not... We're not re-releasing Pokemon Yellow because there's no version of Pokemon Yellow that has Steel Types, Dark Types, Physical Special Splits, and all the other things that No, but it's still the same... There's still the amount... The same amount of content, almost. There's a little bit more. Yeah. But I would argue that for its time, it was... Well, hmm. For the time, it had a lot of content. And this game... Yes, it did. it It is a game that has a reasonable amount of content. It's not... It's not the new JRPG that has 55 hours but of content. But then I would also argue, for its time, the Spyro trilogy had a lot of content, and now it's about to be released for $40. It is. And you can, you know that there was a lot more work put into that game than this game. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, like, I mean, when you think about it that way, it's like... I mean, I'm still going to buy the game, but when you think about it that way, it's like you are buying a Game Boy game remastered or remade for $60. I would agree with that. And if that if, if that's a big issue and you're like, I don't want to play this game again, then don't. I haven't, for someone like me, I haven't actually replayed Pokemon Yellow since I was a kid. 
So for me, this is a big deal. I'm like, okay, listen, I haven't played Pokemon Yellow since I was, you know, six years old. And I played Fire Red Leaf Green, but I can't go back and play that game anymore. Right, it's and just I'm not... the, the, the quality of life updates to Pokemon in general have made that game not something I'm I want to play. I'm not bashing it at all. Like, if no, you really want to play it, then do... Like, if they were to re-release... I... I... What? I was going to say if they were to re-release Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, hold on a second. <laughs> but um, uh, if they were to re-release a game from my childhood that I adored for $60, like, I would I would buy it in a heartbeat. And I'm going to buy this game. Yeah. But it's just like, be aware that it's basically a, a Game Boy of game, a game, Boy game for $60. If, you, if you're unaware of that, just know that before you get the game. Yeah, and I think this is one of those things where, like, you really have to, like, there are people who will just buy the new Pokemon game because it's a new Pokemon game. Right. But you have to think about this the same way you would think about a Heart Gold Soul Silver or a Fire Red Leaf Green or a Black 2 White exactly. 2 or an Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. It's not the new Pokemon game that you have to play. And there are people who will, I think... But, I, and then there's... there's Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. But there's the other issue there of, like, every other Pokemon game that's been on the DS, 3DS, $40. You know? I can pretty much guarantee you that there was more content in Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon than there is going to be in this game, and Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was $40. Yeah, well, it's the system it's on. Right, exactly. But but still, content-wise, what you're getting, that you were probably getting more from getting one of those games. Yes, but I would also say that a game shouldn't only be judged on its content. If you're, you know, budget Wait a conscious, minute, then what are, you, what are you judging it on if you're not judging a game no, on, on content? No, on how much content. I don't think a game should be judged okay. on how much content. Because technically, if that's the case, then Skyrim should be the greatest game of all time. And I'm going to say that to you no, of all people because not, it has so up, much hold content. Up, hold up. I'm not saying that... <laughs> I'm not saying that um, the more content, the better the game. I'm saying if you have the same amount of content as a Game Boy game, should you really be charging the same amount of money as a game like Super Mario Odyssey? I don't know. I think that's, that's a personal question. Because for someone like me, I'm like, listen, I will spend a lot of money. Like, I, For example, I really enjoyed Bayonetta. Bayonetta, right. in my opinion, is a 10-hour game. Two games, 10, 10 hours. And I would have paid $60 for Bayonetta. Right, too. but that, I mean, I think that's different because, like, I, I love the Uncharted games. Yeah. I, I bought each Uncharted game for $60 when they each came out. They go from 10 hours to 21 hours, depending on which one you're talking about. But there's so much polish in them. The way they're animated, the budget for those games is so huge that I think they are worth $60 just because of the kind of game that they are. Mm -hmm. Someone might disagree with me. Someone might say, it's only 10 hours. It's not giving me that much stuff to do. Yeah. But I think you're you're more there for that story and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And I would argue that the story of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow is the right length. It's not like, you know, I for me, playing through Pokemon Sun and Moon, and I think this is an issue with a lot of people, the storyline by the end, you're like, okay, come on, can we move? Like, part of the reason I liked X and Y so much is that it was very story-heavy in the beginning, right. but, like, around the midpoint of the game, they're like, okay, let's put the story aside, power through, you know, level up your guys, get the, all the gems, get all your Pokemon, we'll do another story bit at the end with, you know, the, the Pokemon flavor of the month, and then we'll beat the bad guys, and then we'll say, beat the game. No, I personally, because I, I love story, I am more of a fan of the story of Generation 5, obviously. Oh, really? And, you don't say. And, um... <laughs> I love Gen 7 story. Yeah. I And it's not saying I don't like the story, but there were points near the end of the game where I was like, okay, like, I, I get it, but, like, I want to power through the end of this game, and I wish it was... Mm, I, see, wish, I disagree, because I, I reveled in the story. I, I, wish, I wanted the story to keep going. I guess my thing is, I wish they, they could pad out story beats a little bit less, where, like, there were... 
more like, okay, here's the story beat, and here's like a little bit of time to do nothing. Because I felt I... like the entire game I kept being like, okay, hold on, story, okay, that's fine. And by the end, it's like, I really liked the storyline, I really liked what it was doing, but like, when you go to Aether Paradise Foundation, there's a bunch of mini cutscenes like, back-to-back, back, and then you're like, okay, I go, and I fight two trainers, and then there's, like, a three-minute cutscene. And then I fight two Is trainers. Is this coming from the guy who adores Xenoblade 2? Yes, but you know what Xenoblade does? What? I can sit there, and I can sit through, like, 40, you know, 15 minutes of cutscenes, and then I cannot have another cutscene for three hours. And the, risk, the issue I had with Sun and Moon was that near the end of the game... It's a lot of start and stop on actual gameplay, which is fine, but I personally would have preferred long, long cutscene, content of playing the game, content of playing the game, content, and then cutscenes, and that's just how I prefer my games. But, like, kind of jumping back, like you said with Uncharted, you know, you're saying, well, so, the graphics and all that stuff is something you're caring about. Like, you're, yes, technically, this is a rehash of a Game Boy game, but you can't put Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee next to each other and say, these are the exact same game. No, no, you can't. And I didn't mean to make it sound like that. But it is n not necessarily the same amount of content, because there's a little bit more, and there's more stuff to do. But it is more, more or less, I would say, the same game. Well, yes and no, because technically this is the, the, technically this is the most different Pokemon game we've gotten since Red and Yellow, because the catching mechanics are entirely different, and the way that we level up Pokemon okay, is different. yes, but they're also simplified. I don't care if it's simplified. Is it different? Well, it's, yeah, it's, okay, it's different. The content is different, but it's also less content. Well, how is it less? In that sense, because of just the way that catching works, the way that experience works, it's simplified. It's condensed. Yes, but it's an entirely different system where... Technically, it is an entirely different. It's an, it, where catching Pokemon regularly is the same way as fighting them, but at the end, instead of killing them with your last attack, you throw a Pokeball at them. Yes. And I, no, but you don't. You don't even attack them. No, I'm you saying don't do anything. you yeah, just throw the ball. Now, now there's an entire system based on how I throw the Pokeball, when I throw the Pokeball, the right. type of Pokemon I'm trying to catch. Where I mean, if you're talking about just systems wise, technically, even if this is simpler than the regular thing, this is a separate system. Oh, from it's, yes, battling it's totally as different. a whole. And I think that's where I stand on this. Yes, this is the game equivalent of Pokemon Yellow. But I don't think of it as, like, this is just Pokemon Yellow again. Story-wise, content-wise, essentially, but no. I don't think... I, I do think the story will be a little bit different. They have to. I mean, they've shown pictures of it, and the story's not different. You're and not you, red you and green. You are not red and green. Um, I believe they're actually going to be in the game. It sounds like they're going to be in the game. Um, But yeah, you're not them, but the story will be more or less the same. I mean, like... You know, Jesse and James are in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, you're more or less going to be doing the same things. Yeah, and this is, but this is the first third game. There were different things going on. And they did say, another thing, it's, and this is big for me, it's not an entirely rehash of Pokemon Yellow because they've moved where Pokemon spawn. Yes. Which, like, listen, if you said, okay, you're playing Pokemon Red and Blue again, I'd say, okay, well, I'm probably going to pick Charmander because by the time I get to Pewter City, he'll be level 16, so he'll know Metal Claw. So I can get through Brock's gym. I'll try to catch a Pikachu. If I can't catch one, whatever. But I'll probably catch like a Nidoran male until I get to Mount Moon. I'll pick up a Clefairy. And then I'll go. And like I, I could tell you how I would play the game just because I've played through. I know where all the Pokemon are in the original routes and where they show up and where everything is. And in this, they're moving that. So like, guess what? I can have an Oddish in the Viridian Forest. And right. that's not, you can never play the game to start with an Oddish. You can't get an Oddish until you get to Cerulean City, mm -hmm. which is the second gym. Which, yes, it's the second gym. I imagine if they're doing just that, even in the first major route of the game, there's going to be a lot more moving around of Pokemon, because a lot of the Pokemon, especially, there's like six exclusive Safari Zone Pokemon, which the Safari Zone doesn't exist anymore. 
And there's like eight Pokemon you had to trade for exclusively, which I imagine you won't only be able to trade for anymore because those those characters will probably get replaced with the Alolan forms, which are another thing that weren't in the game originally. Yes. And just Go Park. Yeah, and the Go Park, that whole concept. Meltan is going to be in the game. Mm -hmm. You can play as him. I just, I think there's enough, this is where I kind of stand. There's enough things different about this that you can't just say, well, why don't I just buy Pokemon Yellow on the Virtual Console on 3 Right, no, and I mean, no, but if you're debating between buying Pokemon Yellow on the Virtual Console on the 3DS versus getting Let's Go, obviously you should get Let's Go. Yeah. But the question is if you would even want either of those at, at this point in time. And it's that's why it's a such an, it's such a weird spot, right? Because it's like generally speaking, Pokemon games are okay. Everyone just buys Pokemon games, but like there are the young people who are like, oh, I'm gonna play it for the story, and I'm gonna drop it. And then there are people who are like, you know, like YouTubers who are saying, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna just rush through this game as quickly as possible so I can transfer all my new Pokemon in. I can get all the stuff so I can start IV breeding for new Pokemon of the new right. generation. IV train my IV train my legendaries and go back on and do the competitive scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like there is. This is the first game I say for Pokemon. It's like, this is not the kind of game that everyone should be playing. Right. But and you know, that's one thing that I'm kind of glad that Pokemon Let's Go is, like, kind of toying with, maybe doing away with, is IVs. Mm-hmm. Do we know if IVs are in Let's Go? We know that something about them is different because we've seen Pokemon... Even EVs are also different because they're showing, like, the level 100 Charizard that they were showing through. It's like, it had an attack stat that it should not be able to have, ever. Because it was too good? It was too good. It's like, even if you EV trained an IV bread, it shouldn't be that good. Um, because me and Rob were talking about this, how, like, Pokemon is all about, like, making friends with Pokemon and, like, living with them and, like, being friends. Mm-hmm. But then you're also doing away with the ones that aren't good enough. Yeah. Like, isn't this, this twisted irony there that I'm not a fan of? That, like, if Pokemon were to do away with IVs, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. I mean, if this game had a very simple combat system, I think also... I'd actually be more willing to yeah. play this competitively with you guys. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, listen, there's 151 Pokemon plus, you know, 10 Alolan forms-ish. Or maybe like five fully evolved Alolan forms. At least. There's, um, I think there's... Plus Meltan. Plus, you know, just knowing how the attacks work differently. And Mega Evolutions. And Mega Evolutions. And if that was everything, I'd be like, okay, you know what? Listen, I could do this. And if like, I could throw a team together in 20 minutes and not spend, you know, eight hours IV breeding, that's something interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, Sun and Moon went in the right direction with this, where they made IV breeding and EV training and all that stuff so much easier to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Actually, Sarah watched me, Sarah watched me soft reset for a Zero Aura yesterday. Oh, Oh, I still have to do that. She was, this is the first time she's ever seen me soft reset for a Pokemon. She's like, you just keep doing it? I'm like, yep. And it's a pain because you have to register it in your Pokedex every time. Mm -hmm. And it's just, mm. but that's not here or there. I just, I think... But I'm going to say with this, the same thing I said is the last time I think we talked about this. I don't think about this as the next Pokemon mainline game. I think of this as the same way I think about like a Mystery Dungeon game or something like that. Where like, this is the Pokemon license, doing Pokemon things, doing things I know Pokemon can do. But I don't think about this in the same way. And if I think about it like that, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't say, oh, this is a spinoff game. I'm paying less for this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a poke. it's, a, you know, it's a full yeah, game. No, it's just. Yeah, exactly. It's, I would put it that way. Yeah. I think for a Pokemon fan, whether you're a fan of Pokemon Go, and that was your first Pokemon thing ever, I think this would be worth the investment if you yeah. really do want to get into it, or if you're a longtime Pokemon fan, and you don't mind that things are a little simplified, then yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, if you're a hardcore competitive 
Pokemon Go fan, or I mean not Pokemon Go, I'm sorry, mainline Pokemon, Pokemon game, player. you probably know already that this game might not be for you. And that's fine, because yours is coming. Right, and then the other thing is if you don't have a Switch yet, but you want this game, if you get the bundle, you are getting it for much cheaper. Yeah, and you're getting a really cool Switch that everyone's exactly. going to be jealous of. It's, it's just... I feel like the problem... I, I almost wish this wasn't a remake of Yellow and was just like another game in Kanto, because... I think being a game and saying, oh, this is a rehash of Yellow has put so many people off that some of them should be put off because this probably isn't a game that they'll enjoy. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are like, oh, this is Pokemon Yellow again. I'm not paying for this. That may actually have enjoyed it after all. And I like the idea of this being like, listen, you want to get into Pokemon? This is our stepping stone game. Like, this is your first Pokemon game. It'll teach you how to play the game. And it's like, oh, okay. Now we're going to bring in this thing and it's going to be a little bit more complex if you want it to be. Where like, you know, because for... For little Timmy playing the game for the first time, Pokemon Let's Go isn't really going to be that different from a regular Pokemon game for him. He's going to play through the story, he's going to catch all the Pokemon, he's right. going to call it a day. Exactly. And that's what I think about when I think about this game. Yeah. And I like it because it'll be a game that I can play through Pokemon and be like, this is good, and feel I can finish the Pokedex, be proud of myself, say this is awesome, and put the game down, and not feel like I want to play it again, or competitive battle all the time. Like I do in, you know, every time I pick up Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I'm like, ugh, all my EV trained Pokemon, all my IV breeds, I gotta right. keep going, I gotta keep doing this. But I mean, then there's also, like, the fun of battling over and over again. Like, that's, yeah. that's the point of Pokemon games. And that's what I want to do, and that's what I want to be able to do. And it's like, I think, like you were saying with, like, not a lot of post-game, the issue, I think, with Pokemon has always been, the post-game for Pokemon is always going to be hard, because the best way to do a post-game for Pokemon is playing against other people. Yes. Like, that is the best way to do it. And they can't simulate that in the same way. They can try, but, like... But, I mean, also, like, um, the ORAS post-game was awesome. Mm-hmm. It with, was. With the, the Delta episode. That's called the Delta game. episode, which was a short little thing, and it got you a legendary Pokemon. But it was still cool. And, I mean, Sun and Moons wasn't amazing, but the little, like, Ultra Beast detective stuff was cool yeah and then ultra sun ultra moon having the little bit of it for the new ultra beast for each game mm -hmm. and then rainbow rocket was good and i still think black white and black 2 has some of the best post game in a pokemon i game. have never played black 2 it's uh you have this like you go to a tournament and there's like a bracket oh cool and you fight up the bracket. oh yeah and you fight like other trainers and stuff. i remember seeing the pictures of fighting red Mm -hmm. so but yeah but yeah that's... so that's our our i guess discussion on pokemon yeah i don't know if you had anything else to discuss, no not but... really but it kind of kind of went off on the rails on uh, that so. yeah so there you go that's that tell us what you think about pokemon, pokemon let's, let's go. go and in three weeks we'll be talking about how we played through the game so yeah exactly so we'll we'll definitely get into it again then yep it'll be fun but uh matt so give us your fun fact you were so excited at the beginning of the episode for yeah i um i went online a couple months ago and i bought a 40 dollar keyblade didn't feel any shame. Came in. And it came today. Or not today. But it came a couple days ago. And oh boy. It's actually a lot of fun to play with. We were playing it with the on Friday. real good. Um, I opened it in front of my father. And my father hardcore judged me. He was like, <laughs> did you just buy a giant $40 toy? And I was like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, that's my fun fact. Yeah. My fun fact is uh, a little funky, but um, check your calendars if you're a fan of my favorite band, which is Coldplay. I have no shame. Um, oh, I have shame for you. They're, they're, they have a huge documentary that's been they've been working on since the band started 20 that's years cool. ago, and it's in theaters November 14th, and it's showing at a bunch of local theaters. It's actually throw, showing here in my town where we are living. That's cool. Um, so we're going to go see it, but uh, check your listings if you're interested in such well, a Well, I'm not going to go see it. I know you won't, but like if you're interested in the band, it's really cool, and that, it kind of came cool. out of nowhere, so it's really cool. 
so as always, if you want to tell us what you think about Pokemon Let's Go, you can email us at pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us and tweet at our sad carnivine who won't have any Pokemon Go friends um, <laughs> at pinkgoldpeeps. That's all one word. Uh, you can also follow us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We are Pink Gold Peeps Feed on iTunes, and we are Pink Gold Peeps Feed, and we're just regular Pink Gold Peeps on SoundCloud. So give us a give us a subscription. Let us know that you like what we're doing. And uh, Rick's record made our opening. Yes, he it's did. Really cool. Really Which, cool if you heard me in the beginning, I may or may not have sang. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other other than that, I think we're all set, right? And yes, we are. All right, yeah, cool. Have a good night, everybody. Ciao.